millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you're feeling more compliance than malicious, why not hit the like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our first story of the day is by Friend of the Blind. Can't force me to move? No problem. This happened when I, male, was a freshman at a small college towards the beginning of my first semester. I had a rather uncomfortable incident with my former roommate M. Nothing sexual or violent, but the story itself isn't really relevant and may violate the sub rules. I was the initiator and at fault party in the incident, although it was unintentional. My roommate was extremely pissed at me. I apologized profusely as I felt bad and it didn't mean to cause an issue. After our classes, we talked it out and he said that he believed that it was unintentional and that he forgave me. What I didn't realize at the time is that he'd already reported me to the college before we fully made up, which he told me after he forgave me. Things were pretty awkward between us over the weekend. I stayed with a friend to give my roommate some space. I wasn't contacted by the college, so I assumed he'd reached out and told them that we had settled the issue. Everything changed that Monday. I received a call while in class from Student Life directing me to call back immediately and set a meeting for discussion and review. I met with them multiple times over the following days, but at the end of it, I went basically unpunished due to a lack of evidence for any consequences from the college. My roommate and I were on fine terms, and I had the college off my back, so I thought I was basically done with the issue. However, I was then called into a meeting with my roommate and a student life employee, where I was told that my roommate was no longer comfortable living with me. This caught me off guard because things seemed okay between us, but I suspected that he told his parents what had happened and that they were encouraging or forcing him to stop rooming with me. By this point, I'd spent hours trying to rectify the issue with the college and my roommate. So I was pretty mad that the meetings were continuing and no one was moving on. In the meeting, my roommate asked me to move out of the room since I had caused the issue. But the college employee told me that they have a policy that they can't force anyone to move out of a room. Like I mentioned, I caused the issue, but I was pretty mad at this point. So as kindly as I could, I refused to move out of the room. Both my roommate and the employee aggressively urged me to move, but I cited their own policy that they had just stated that I couldn't be forced. If my roommate no longer wants to live together, he can solve that by being the one to move. So the next day, he was gone. I then had a room to myself for the foreseeable future, although the college told me that someone else could be moved in at any time. At the start of the second semester, the same student life employee who I'd met with emailed myself and a handful of other students, an even number, in my building without roommates informing us that we had to consolidate. We were given a deadline if we wanted to be proactive and make arrangements to move in with a specific person. I didn't know anyone on the list, so I waited to be randomly assigned hoping that the new roommate would be willing to move into my existing room. The deadline came and I was assigned to live with someone new. I met with the guy for lunch. He was sitting when I walked in, but he quickly revealed to me that he was partially paralyzed and therefore had to live on the first floor. I lived on the fourth. So obviously, if I lived with him, I would have to move out of my room. Of course, I immediately remembered the college policy that they could not force anyone to move out of their room. So, cue malicious compliance. 
I told the guy that he seems like a great roommate and that it was nothing personal, but that due to this policy, I simply would not be moving to his room, which would benefit us both. The deadline to move came, and all the other students needing to move had already done so, so this was the only option for me to get a roommate at this time. I didn't notify the college that I wouldn't be moving. I just didn't move. I started getting emails from the employee almost daily demanding that I move, to which I replied citing the conflicting policy that they cannot force me to do so. The college threatened to charge me double for occupying a double as a single, but I repeated their own policy back to them again and again and told them that I would be happy to consolidate by having someone move in with me but that it was not my fault that the guy paired with me was not able to move to a higher floor. Eventually, they gave up, and I ended up keeping my own room for the rest of the year. If you were off living the college life, and you had some issues and your roommate moved out, and the college starts berating you every single day to move out and consolidate into this different apartment, but you knew that they could not actually force you to move out of that room that you're currently staying in, would you stick to your guns and every time they contact you, just ignore it or turn them down? Or would something like that kind of wear you down, maybe you would give in? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. This next story is by Send Me an Angel of Thurs. If you want me to be quiet, I'll be quiet. This is a post from when I was in high school. I went to a Catholic school where we had student teachers from Notre Dame that lived in a church house and taught us. I actually love these teachers because they brought a different perspective to our small southern town. However, because these were student teachers, they had to be graded. Once a semester, their professor came down and watched them lead a couple of classes. The teachers were to show engagement and discussion. My senior year, it was that time again. However, the day before, my religion teacher told me that I needed to make sure to be quiet and that his teacher knew about me. I love debate and discussion, so I always participated. So the next day, his professor comes in to observe our religion class. The teacher tries to start a discussion on the reasons Catholics will condone war. It is very fascinating and a really good debate topic. But lo and behold, no one wants to talk. He tried asking several times for comments from my class, but no one really wants to start a debate. He then turns to me and says, Name? Do you have any opinion? I smile and tell him, No, sir. Well, yeah, if this teacher's gonna come up to you and basically say, Hey, I know you talk a lot, I know you wanna talk about everything, I'm gonna have a supervisor try to shut your trap then why would you ever feel like you had any responsibility to bail them out like that? What that teacher irrationally feared ended up biting them so hard in the butt. This next story is by NT Engineer. If you can find a better TV slash internet plan, then go ahead and switch. This happened a few years ago. Where I lived, I had the choice of a DSL slash satellite package through my phone company or a cable internet slash TV package through my cable company. I chose the cable company and had been with them for several years but wasn't the happiest with them for several reasons. At the time this occurred, another company was running the fiber optic lines for their Fios service in my neighborhood, and I knew that they planned to start offering the service within the next two months. I also knew that their introductory pricing was very good, so I called up my cable company looking for a better price. The initial customer service rep sent me to a customer retention specialist, I talked to that guy for like 10 minutes and he actually did lower my cost by about 20 bucks a month. I told him that he would have to do better than that because Fios was coming and their initial prices were a lot higher. He said that I could accept the new pricing and that I would need to sign a contract they would mail to me and send it back within 90 days to keep the pricing. Or I could keep my existing pricing and cancel if I got a better deal. 
He said that he doubted that Fios would offer me a better deal. I said okay and agreed to the new pricing. He said he would mail the contract. A few days later, I got the contract in the mail, but I knew I had 90 days for them to get it, so I sat on it. When I get my bill, the discount's already applied though. About 45 days later, I get a visit at my door from Fios. They're wondering if I want to sign up and show me their pricing. It's going to save me about 50 bucks a month. Much better than the 20 that Cable's dropping my price to be, so I sign up. About two weeks later, they come and install and everything's working great, much better than Cable. So I pack up my cable equipment and bring it down to the local cable company office. I let them know that I want to cancel my service and here is all my equipment. That customer service rep says, Sir, I show here that you signed up for a new package. So you agree to a minimum of a one-year service agreement with us. If you cancel now, there will be a some amount cancellation fee. I replied, actually, I never signed the contract as I have it right here. And I handed it to her unsigned. You guys gave me 90 days to sign it, and I found a better deal with Fios. So, since I never agreed to the new contract terms and signed it, I'm not legally under contract, and you can't charge me. She went and got her manager and showed her the unsigned contract, and he agreed that they couldn't penalize me because I never signed the contract. So in the end, I did exactly what the customer retention guy told me. I got the 20 cheaper price for about two months until Fios was installed, then got rid of my service because I never signed the contract they sent me. And he dared me to see if Fios could get me a better price, and I did, and they could. The same customer retention guy ended up calling me like two weeks later and asking me what happened. I guess he got notified that I canceled my account. I told him I did just what you told me to do and found a cheaper price with my new Fios service. Thanks for the advice. He wasn't happy, but there was nothing he could do about it. If you live in America, you probably know about just how awful the monopolies are in various areas regarding internet. For the longest time growing up, you could either get satellite internet, which was going to be really slow. You could get a lower tier cable package that was internet and TV. And then of course you had the Comcast monopoly where they had the best lines, the best speeds, Nobody could actually compete with the services they could provide because nobody else was allowed access to the infrastructure in the ground. What sucks about it the most is because they offer the best services, they just keep slowly jacking the price up and you either just jump ship to a way inferior product because they just can't actually serve you better speeds. Are you just keep paying more and more every single month? Our next story is by Irtai87. Discount is only for new activations? Okay. This happened a few weeks ago, around Boxing Day in Canada. I've had a cell phone plan with the same carrier for roughly four years. To be honest, I have no problem with the carrier, except that for some reason they keep sending me offers that are not applicable to my situation. They had a weird situation where they wouldn't let me change my plan for a year. It was completely ridiculous and also completely unrelated to the story. My two-year contract with this company ran out on Black Friday, and so I was free to renegotiate my plan on Boxing Day, so I did. I went to a large shopping mall which has every phone carrier, not naming which one to hide my own location, to look around for deals. Turns out, in the last two years that I was locked into my contract, cell plans have become insanely cheap. I could get a plan with three times as much data for half the prices I was paying previously from the same carrier, but only for new accounts. So I went to the carrier's kiosk at this mall and I said to them, 
Hey, I've been a loyal customer of yours for roughly four years, and my family's been clients of yours for decades. Yes, plural decades. I just want you to extend this new account's offer to me. Can you do that? They said no, and that I would have to call customer service, cue malicious compliance. Now, as it turns out, this carrier's kiosk is in the middle of the hallway of this particular mall, with a 360-degree view of all the other stores and kiosks around it. Also, as it turns out, their primary competitor's kiosk is right next to theirs, and because of the way cell phone companies work in Canada, they're offering a similar deal. So I went literally 5 meters away, found a representative at their competitor's kiosk, and signed up for their service on the spot in clear view of the representative I had just finished speaking to from the original store. The next day, a representative from the original company called me to ask why I cancelled my service. I told them the story that they wouldn't extend their deal to me, and I guess roughly $500 over the next year in their pocket isn't worth it to them. The phone rep agreed that the situation was dumb and there was nothing that he could do about it, and that's where the discussion ended. I anticipate having a similar problem in 12 months from now, at Boxing Day this year, and switching my carrier back to the original one. It kind of makes me think about that internet service plan and kind of the game you play with it. A lot of times once you work through your one or two year contract you're paying a lot more and you can get back to that very low price point but only for new customers. The difference though is the beauty with internet and TV and cable. For some reason they ask for like really little information so you can just like make a new account, pretend you're a new customer, use the same address, cancel the old account and oftentimes they'll just give you the new deal. In this case OP just kind of has to flip flop back and forth. The only thing that kind of sucks is transferring that number back and forth but probably doesn't take that long. And our final story of the day is by long suffering squid. Ask a stupid question. I work for a company that manufactures. Well, let's call them widgets. A Karen customer calls up and tells me, I'd like to place an order. I say, would you like to order widgets? Karen, in that condescending tone we all hate, says, You're a widget manufacturer. What could I order other than widgets? Now, I've spoken to this Karen before. She's always unpleasant with the attitude that I'm somehow wasting her time. But fine, it's fine. So I answer her obviously rhetorical question by listing off a dozen other things she could order that aren't widgets. And she already knew she could order these because she's a regular customer. So yeah, ask a stupid question, get a stupid answer, right? Honestly, if I worked in the same place as OP and I had to deal with people on the phone day in and day out, and some Karen comes along giving you needless attitude a minute into the phone call, if I can get away with it without getting fired or get a warning or a write-up, I'll give her a little sass myself. I feel like a good equivalent is like a pizza chain. A Karen calls a pizza chain, they say, would you like to order a pizza? You get the Karen response of, you're a pizza place, what else could I order? And that's when the employee goes, Well, we don't make just pizza. You can get chicken wings, you can get breadsticks, you can get salad. Like, yeah, we are a pizza chain. Yeah, we are a widget manufacturer. But there's other things too. There's no need for that sass. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.